pride yourself on taking care of people in their actual situation beyond just price. It's not, price is not the only thing that's valuable. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hey there, and welcome back to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I am your host, Grace Mills with REI Radio 2.0. I wanted to hop on today with the podcast and really share a conversation that came up on one of our radio coaching calls that I'm sure many of you can relate to and are dealing with and trying to sort and navigate through. And that is the seller's market, right? For many of you're dealing with a seller's market. There's it's getting tight. It's getting really competitive. There's just not as many uh, opportunities out there. Inventory is low. And in our actual coaching call, we came up of, well, how do you really navigate dealing with that? How do you navigate your marketing strategies? What should you be focusing on? How do you handle marketing when inventory is lower, when you're in a seller's market, when things are a little bit tighter? And Again, just wanted to hop on here and share this with you guys as I'm I'm sure you're dealing with the same. So if there's any uh, way I can provide any value to you, I love being able to do, and this is definitely one of them that I like to be able to add as much value to as well, is it gets to be a point where you get a little stumped and you're like, hey, what do I do? What's my next move? I want to start firstly uh, attacking a first piece that comes up and that's marketing spending or spending in general on marketing. So it's very easy when things get tight or inventory is low and it starts to feel like there's not as many opportunities out there for someone to go um, with the way my market looks. And because this is a seller's market, what is the point in continuing to spend any money on marketing? Should I just pull all of my marketing money and maybe hold out and wait until the market picks back picks back up again. Maybe I'll just stop spending money at all on in terms of marketing and pull back and wait for the market crash or wait for the market to return back to some sort of normalcy. The short answer there is that you never want to stop marketing. There's no way for you to make money if you're not really marketing. You've got to keep putting yourself out there and showing your face so people know who you are know that you can actually help them and that you do provide an actual service that can can really be helpful to what they're really dealing with. The first piece of that is no, you do not want to stop marketing. If you cut off all of your marketing, you're going to literally lose all of the momentum that you have been building up around the marketing that you have been doing. You're just like ripping all that momentum out. And then it's and then when you do decide to try and jump back in, you're going to try and try and figure out how to get hot again. It's much easier to just keep going when you're already hot than it is for you to stop yourself and then go, oh, let me reignite myself and get my marketing back up again. You're going to lose a whole lot of that momentum. So first piece of that is no, you do not want to completely stop it. Um, now you may be at a, a point where you start considering what exactly do you keep and then what do you focus on? Um in, in terms of your marketing strategy. And that's the second piece I do want to go, uh, go over with you guys. If you're in a situation where you're going, okay, so I keep my marketing consistent, but then what do I do with all of the marketing channels? Depending on where you're at with your marketing budget, it may be best for you to uh, niche down and start focusing on um, 
maybe the top two or just two marketing channels for your business for now. Maybe you're in a position where you, you can stretch your marketing budget and you're like, nope, I can really, I can still play with two to three. Either way, I, I, biggest recommendation of when you're navigating your marketing strategy, aside from just staying consistent, you want to stay consistent, but you also want to be targeted as much as possible. You want to be targeted with the actual channels you're utilizing. This is not the time for you to start throwing money on a wall and hoping that it sticks and just like marketing really broadly with no real plan, no strategy, no structure that this isn't, that's not the time to do that. If something is getting tight and it's getting competitive, you really want to be as targeted as possible. Throwing money around broadly is not going to actually achieve that. The second piece of being targeted is within those targeted marketing channels that you are now focusing on. Your message needs to be that much more targeted. I'm going to use direct mail as an example. If everyone is doing direct mail and a seller gets like 10 direct mail cards, they all look roughly the same and how it has the same message, the same unique selling points. It's the same phrasing. I provide cash offers. Give me a call. Here's my company name. It almost, it comes across a little more generic because everyone's using a lot, utilizing the same type of cards and the exact same messaging and the same selling points. There's nothing about your card. If you're approaching it that way, that the seller is going to go, oh, oh my gosh, let me call you directly. No, it's not going to make a difference for them. You didn't stand out. They're going to just go, hey, all right, I could probably sell my house for cash. I've got all these 10 cards that are roughly all proposing the same thing. So they're just going to call your competitors because there's no real reason in terms of your messaging for them to want to pick up the phone and call you directly or uniquely. You didn't say anything uniquely. There was nothing unique about your message. And so to stand out and make sure that you are getting putting yourself in position to get as many opportunities as possible. You want to enter yourself out there just a little bit more in terms of your messaging. It may be great for you to take a second to really start to consider that as a business, what is it that you can provide that's that maybe your competitors really can't compete with? What is it that makes your service more unique? You have price, but outside of price, what else is there? And yes, there are still sellers out there who aren't sold just on the idea of price. And we know this in this industry, you're, it's very common for you to come across people that have unique, sticky situations. Their situations are not very pretty. They're not cookie cutter. And it can be sometimes uncomfortable trying to explain that or express that to someone who they're trying to sell a property to potentially. It may be helpful for you that in that whatever those marketing channels are trying to niche down to, you take it a step further with your messaging. Maybe you explain the fact that you are really flexible. You understand that, hey, I like working one-on-one -on -one with people. I understand that you're not going, everyone has their own unique situation. So my company prides itself on, on spending one-on-one -on -one time with each seller, going over all of their um, needs, just to make sure that you have everything you need. Maybe you provide uh, moving services. Maybe you are, again, like flexible on, on closing time to give them some more wiggle room. For every seller that's selling something, they've got to go live somewhere else. And it could be helpful for you just to make, and it sounds captain obvious to throw those things in there, but from the seller, when they see your actual marketing, they're going to feel hurt. Like, oh, wow, of all the marketing of all this, hey, sell your home to me, I'll buy your house, sell your home here. All these messages are being thrown out at them. It's really nice to come across something that feels relatable and it feels more personal. They're like, hey, you know what? I, I felt heard when I read that. They're, your message to them was uniquely calling out their situation and also saying that you 
pride yourself on taking care of people in their actual situation beyond just price. It's not, price is not the only thing that's valuable. And there's a lot of sellers who are not just solely sold on that because they know that they're, they've got some other unique things going on with their situation. So if you can at least enter yourself out there and be a little bit more targeted in what you're saying and, and what you really do provide as a service, that can go a long way for an actual seller. Now, as on top of that, not only is it targeted with messaging, you could even start to just maybe express how many different ways you can get that information to them, that you don't mind meeting with them in person to go over their contract, to, to discuss their actual market. You do FaceTime, you can do FaceTime, Facebook calls. You really, like I said, you want to take as many opportunities as you can to enter yourself out there as you being a differentiator from your other competitors. Because again, they're going to get offers from anywhere and everywhere, but what makes you so unique? You're the only investor who actually was providing FaceTime calls or offering to jump onto Facebook with them to go over everything. A huge gap right now that you could also be fulfilling is just on the education side. Uh, with all of these offers being thrown at sellers right now, no one's really providing any education. No one's explaining anything to them. You're they're just being thrown a bunch of offers. And for a seller, it could be really helpful for you to take it a step further and you say, hey, look, I like to be able to sit down and go over the entire contract with you. Not only do I go over the entire contract with you, but you like to sit there and go over the entire market. What is happening with the market? A lot of sellers right now have uh, the wrong information. And so they have no understanding that, you know, where maybe their property specifically stands within the market. And they may need you to sit down and say, Hey, look, let me tell you why my offer is my offer. This is what the market looks like in general. This is what's going on this side of town where your property is. And this is what is going on this street on this side of town. And here's where your property, um, stands um, with all with the bedroom size or square footage, you know, the potential repairs that it may need. Here's where your property stands within this market on this side of the street, on this side of town. No one's doing that for them right now. They're just being thrown information and being thrown um, a bunch of numbers and a bunch of offers without anyone ever stopping to educate them. So that could be a huge gap for you to come in and fulfill is just simply sitting still with them and at least educating them on what is actually happening in their market and why your offer is their actual offer, or even just explaining and educating them the way offers work. There's a lot of sellers who will probably say to you, I've already got two or three um, offers on the property. Were those written or were those verbal? And why is there an actual difference there? They have no idea. They're being thrown so many things at one time that it can be just super useful for you just to sit down and just explain and, and educate the way that things are actually going. But yes, it, there, there has to be something a little bit more valuable. And, and believe me, there are still sellers out there who are not just sold on price. Do And I would not encourage you to allow your services to seem only valuable just based on on price alone. You want to make sure that you enter yourself out there just a little bit more by by going a little bit further and the way that you can help them being more flexible. Maybe you've got top-notch customer service. Maybe you've got a bilingual staff or whatever that is. Just as many things that you can offer to really make sure that person feels taken care of and heard is going to make a huge difference. So you stay consistent with your marketing, but just get niched down in the marketing channels and get very targeted and then and start being more specific in, in what you're saying to really make sure that they're heard in those marketing uh, channels as well. The third piece is you can 
can stay consistent and you can be targeted and niche it down and get your messaging, then all of that will fall apart. If you are talking to the seller and you throw in the towel and you stop following up because they told you no, or because they told you they were entertaining another offer, you cannot get defeated and go, Hey, or they said that they've already got two offers here. Or, hey, they told me um, no to my offer, so I'm never calling this seller back again and never wanting to talk to them. That's not going to, that just made you staying consistent and niching everything down and made it all pointless. A huge piece that you could be missing out on is just simply following up and following through. Because uh, again, they get so many offers from so many different places that, again, like I mentioned earlier, no one's stopping to educate them, but a lot of people can a lot of your competitors are going to stop following up. And therein lies another opportunity for you to grab them is in your actual follow-up. A great thing that our acquisition managers like to pay attention to is even straight out asking the seller, what type of offers are you getting? Were they verbal? Were they written? Did they already have the any fees subtracted out of there? And walking the seller through understanding why those things matter, what those things potentially looks like, and therefore why our you know offer is our actual offer based on those actual things. And if you can take a second to help that seller start to understand all of these pieces, it can make a huge difference, but definitely don't quit on following up with them. And they may say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and take the listing agreement and start working with an agent and I'm going to take the retail route. And then maybe 10, 15 days into it, they're like, oh, I hate this. They almost forgot about the fact that their um, house needs to be a little bit more cleaned up for showings and they are just tired of people potentially walking through their home. And they didn't realize that they were not going to be super happy with that <laughs> prior to agreeing to that listing. And so keeping them on even like a follow up to say, hey, in the 30 day and saying, hey, I hear you say that you're going to take this offer, but can potentially fall through. Buyers back out all the time. Their retail, if they may went the retail right with an agent, they could potentially go, I don't halfway through it. They're not actually having a great time or a great experience. So you reaching back up and following up to see how things are going and letting them know that you're still happy to help them with their situation can definitely go a long way as well. Uh, so if I have to re-summarize all of those you know, those points there is stay consistent with your marketing. This is not the time for you to pull marketing just because it's getting tight or you feel like the inventory is a little bit old, um, um, getting low. You really want to make sure though you are staying targeted with maybe niching down your top two marketing channels and really focusing on that and then really getting specific and targeted about your actual messaging to these actual sellers so they know that it's a, you can provide more meaningful services to them, not just uh, price alone, but you definitely don't want to do all that work and then just throw in the towel and quit, but not actually follow up or follow through because you could be missing out on opportunities there as well. And if there's anything lastly that I can throw in just for added value to get you guys thinking out there as investors is real estate really gives you the opportunity to be creative. That's a great thing about being in this industry is that there's not one trick pony. You're not, there's not one way to skin this. You Real estate allows you to be creative. So tap into that. You could go as far as to double backing to some of your past clients and maybe incentivizing them with a referral to say, hey, if you're able to refer a seller to me and they actually close, we pay upwards of $500 or something like that in, in terms of referral and referral payouts. You could even incentivize sellers, depending on the way you're, you're structured, of course, with your business and, and the money that you have available to play with. You may even be able to say to sellers, hey, I'm even able to provide 800 
$500 or $1,000 cash upfront prior to closing just to help you prepare for your situation because you know that they're going to need extra help with moving. And you like, hey, if you were signed and, and, and we know that we've got a closing day scheduled, I'm happy to kick over some extra funds your way as well prior to your actual closing date, which could be really helpful, like I said, just to their situation. And it's something that maybe your other competitors are not doing. But either way, there are many ways for you to just get creative in general with how to really help these sellers. Way to navigate this market, this seller's market is you really want to stay consistent again, just be targeted and, and follow through. And again, maybe you can consider depending on your business structure, other ways for you incentivize your past clients and even these current sellers as well. So I know for a lot of you guys, you're dealing with the same thing. So I, I really wanted to make sure I hopped on here today to share that as value and as feedback. I'm always happy to hop on here and, and add feedback for you guys that's out there listening. Of course, if you are curious about looking into it and, and finding more information about or potentially how the marketing channel that everyone knows exists, but again, no one is using and even exploring what that looks like in cost, radio is not as expensive as many people um, start to believe. And so we're happy to even walk you through what that looks like and just how affordable um, it can be for your actual business. But of course, if you have any questions or you're just just looking into it in general, the marketing channel that everyone knows about, but no one's using is radio. Again, I'm the coach of REI Radio 2.0. Feel free to hop over to the website. That's wholesellinginc.com forward slash radio, wholesellinginc.com forward slash radio. Feel free to book a call. We're happy to answer any of your questions as well, but I will definitely catch you guys on the next podcast where I can share some more value. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.